Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Report, a Dogcast Studio podcast. You can catch us every Wednesday. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our show on Facebook and Twitter. Merry Christmas, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turn Buckle Report. Your people's host with you tonight. That's right, Leland and the guy Chad. Hey, what's going on, man? It's good to see you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you and the family were healthy and safe, and you got plenty of food down that belly. Mm. The people's host put some food down. That's for sure. Mm-mm. That is for sure. I really like the sweet potato casserole this year. That was my thing. Usually it's the turkeys, it's the cranberries and all that. But this year it was the sweet potato casserole. I couldn't get enough of it, quite frankly. I was all about the mashed potatoes this year, uh, putting a little bit of the jelly cranberries mm. inside the mashed potatoes, mixing it all in a little bit with the turkey and kind of making like a little makeshift sandwich where you get the the dinner roll. And then you add that all together and you got yourself a sandwich, yes. man. That's how I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's the open face sandwich. That's a, that's a good move. It's classy. Yep. I like it's it. Real classy. It's, it's diner-ish. Do you still go to diner's? I know you. I'm like, oh, this is a stupid question. You took me to a diner when I, I did. was out there. Yeah, we went to Melly's Diner, actually. Man, out I there love in I love diners. There's two kinds of people in this world people who eat diners and other people who don't eat at diners. And the other people that don't, I want nothing to do with you. I'm I don't sorry. even know what you're doing with your life if you're not going to a diner. You, you, you are a fucking loser, pal. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> I just There's defended like no somebody, I'm sure. You're a loser. Yeah, people that don't go to diners. And they're, that's okay because they're miserable. They're miserable human beings if they don't go to a diner. Because you can always get the basics there. Good food, hot coffee, hmm. and I, you can definitely get some gossip, right? You can definitely get good, old-fashioned, old-man gossip at a diner. It's probably because one of my first jobs was a diner. Is if I go to a diner and I get myself like a big omelet, I'm usually set for the day. I don't have to have another meal all day long. So, I'll, you know, I'll get in there, I'll get a big meal, I'll get myself a, a Denver omelet. Uh, in this in this state, they call it a Colorado omelet. And I'll uh, I'll eat the hell out of that thing. And then I'm set Fair. for the rest of the day. And I'm actually pretty satisfied with that. I, don't, I have zero regrets going to a diner and getting a big... Sometimes I'll get pork chops and scrambled eggs, but most time I always get a nice big omelet. And I have no regrets and I'm good for the rest of the day. I'm a biscuits and gravy guy myself. Really like the biscuits and gravy. I don't like... Um... What's the one diner? It's real popular. Waffle, the Waffle House? Waffle, waffle House? House. I used to love Waffle House. Though. I, I can't stand the Waffle House. It's too dirty. Because you can get the potatoes like, what is it, uh, something and scattered? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be good. It's, it's supposed to be good. but uh, It's a, it's I, a, a I, Southern style, Texas style diner, and I've always really enjoyed it myself. I, I always... I always find that whenever I do go to a diner, I always order the same thing. I never really get outside the little bubble that I have. If I see a, an omelet on the menu and I'm at somewhere new, I get an omelet. It's kind of stupid if you think about it because you're going somewhere to try something new, yet you always stick to what you know. And that's just how I've always been. I'm the kind of person that will go to a diner and stick to what I know rather than trying something on the menu I've never had. Makes sense. Last time I was at a diner was in Dallas, Speaking uh, which ha- has some relevancy today. It really does, because per- tickets have been purchased. That's right, folks. The Turnbuckle Report will be at WrestleMania this year Woo! in Dallas, Texas. Lily, how come you, you didn't invite me? High right there. You, th- yeah, Brandon, are you there? How come you oh, didn't invite me to fucking Dallas, Lily? <laughs> You're invited. You're so invited. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to Raw too. By the way. On December 20th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I will be at Raw. Don't ask me why. I have no fucking clue. No, I'm it asking you why. I, it was an impulse. I want to know why. You told me off the air why, but I want everybody to hear your your justification. Because if there's one person on this show that talks the most shit about Raw, it's, it's the guy. It's me. And I bought tickets to go to Raw. <laughs> the only thing I thought when I saw it online, and, and I was just scrolling through on Twitter, and I saw that Raw was coming to Milwaukee, and I instantly clicked on Ticketmaster and bought the tickets. And as I'm buying the tickets, I'm wondering to myself, why aren't you stopping? Why are your fingers still why clicking on the screen? This? Why are you still trying to get tickets? Holy shit, you're trying yeah. to find up front row seats? What are you doing? Stop. And I just kept going. I kept going. I kept going. <laughs> 
and I bought them, and then I regretted it, and then I thought, you know what? I haven't been in 20 years. I haven't been to Raw since before WrestleMania 18 when The Rock was going to face Hulk Hogan, and I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I haven't been in yeah. 20 years. Might as well go and uh, and see what this Raw thing is all about. Maybe we'll get to see Becky Lynch because that'll be the only damn thing worth going to Raw for. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Becky Lynch is fantastic. I'm just saying, like, there's really Wonderful. nothing about Raw that's appealing these days yet. I bought tickets to go. Well, I, you know what? That's not all the way true because you're uh, you're a New Day fan. You used to like the New Day. I still do like the New Day, but we were talking about the New Day needed a change. They needed to break these guys up. I thought WWE well, yeah. did it very classy where they didn't have them break up in a sense that they fought each other. They just kind of gradually split these guys up to let them do their own thing. Occasionally, they get back together to do something, but most of the time, it's just them. And I thought that was very good. Uh, but yeah, Big E being the champion, I sure hope he's still champion December 20th. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Well, you know, the thing is they they loosely remind me of the four horsemen from, you know, 86, 87. And the reason for that is they're not a heel faction. I get that. But they're a faction that is standing on its own. So they don't have to be doing everything at the same time. You have individual champions, but they still come together for for major events. Or, you know, if one of them's down and out, they're there for each other. They kind of remind me like that of, of the four horsemen. So that's pretty cool. You're going to see, you're going to, hopefully you'll see Big E as the champion. And I'm sure that'll be a big moment for you. I got into a, a, a little online or a little little social media spout with somebody about the greatest tag teams of all time. And, and, I, and I make this mistake once in a while. I really get pulled in because whenever, whenever I see somebody blatantly Googled their answers, I have to call them out immediately. You can't Google your answer. You cannot tell me the Midnight Express is the best tag team of all time because that wasn't even really a tag team. That was a rotating fucking faction. Okay. The Rock and Roll Express, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if mm-hmm. you want to talk about the Road Warriors, and then this guy, so check this out. So this guy not only said Road Warriors, guess who else he put on the list as his number four? Road Warriors were number three. Road Warriors are number three? He put Road Warriors as number three. He put Legion of Doom as number four. This is when you know somebody's fucking Googling. This is how you know a motherfucker's Googling on social media. You can't put the <laughs> same fucking tag team three and four. It doesn't no. work. No, you can't go NWA and then WWF. You can't. You can't do that. No, that's you can't. Yeah. So that's like when clear, you know you're you're clearly full of shit. No clue what he's talking about. He didn't even mention that's the hilarious. New Day. He didn't mention the Horsemen. He talked about the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom being the exact same two guys, the exact same tag team, the exact same shit they were doing in both. The name was the only change. This was the same tag team that came out of MWA to WWF. The Legion of Doom was just a name change. They were the same fucking guys. You can't do that. I was surprised. I was shocked. What he was The point he was trying to make was that FTR is not the greatest tag team of all time right now. And, 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 and though I may agree to that, there are a lot better tag teams out there like the Lucha Brothers and, and, um, and, and, the Young Bucks, and there's a lot of good tag teams You're out struggling. there. That, you know FTR is the greatest. You're struggling. It's hard, but there's a lot of other good tag teams out there, and you cannot put the Legion of Doom and the uh, Road Warriors in the same category at the same time, no. three and four. It doesn't make that sense. That just shows your stupidity. Yeah, so shows your stupidity. that's that's the problem with arguing people on social the media. The Foundation? That, nothing. Was the Heart Foundation? Not even a mention. Like That was another one that I was like, you didn't even min- mention the Heart Foundation? You know? Yeah, how do you not do um, the horsemen weren't mentioned. Uh, the four horse women weren't mentioned. Like, there's a lot of like good tag teams out there, and you put the same dudes three and four. Um, I'm bashing you on my podcast because I have one. I don't know what your name is, but I'm bashing you. <laughs> but, but I'm bashing you because because you're a complete idiot. You're an idiot. You're going to Raw. We're going to WrestleMania. Man, it, does this not feel like? When we bought those tickets, did that not feel like it happened so fast? World, it it took me back to being like ten years old, real quick. There, I'm you know I'm sitting at the table and we're talking about WrestleMania at the time. We're watching Dynamite and it's the MJF CM Punk promo, which I can't wait to get into on this show. And I just I just lose. I'm giddy. I'm giddy like a child watching wrestling again. And does this not feel like just total bucket list stuff right here? I mean, did you ever think, hey, I'm gonna I'm going to WrestleMania? Well, and it's all set too. So here's the thing: everything happened really fast. It's all and, and, and I don't mean to yeah. brag on our podcast, but as we it always from, does, as it always does, it, it went from literally wrapping up last week's show. So we said cut. Yes, all the lights were off. It's just you and I having normal conversation. To what do you think about going to WrestleMania? 
I instantly get on the website and you're like, just, you know, just, just spin it over for a couple of weeks. Let me know. And I, and what do I say to you? Tickets are bought, bro. Yeah. Tickets are bought. Send me the money. What? Hang on. Slow down. What'd you just say? You were what? like, so just what? Huh? mull it over with the wife. Talk it over with the yeah, kids. Exactly. Think about your Christmas <laughs> coming up. I'm like, nah, bro. Tickets are bought. We're fucking going. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll book the hotel. Then. And then not it. even two days later, I got a flight. And then last night I get a hotel confirmation. So everything's set in stone. We are going 100%, 110% we're going to WrestleMania. And all I can can think is that I'm in disbelief the entire week. Because WrestleMania is like going to Disneyland. This is, uh, for for a wrestling fan, there's there's only two things in in this world as a wrestling fan that are the biggest things that you can ever attend. It's it's WrestleMania and Wrestle Kingdom. If you can make either mm-hmm. one of those, either one of those as a wrestling fan, you've made you've made it to either Disney World or Disneyland, and that's what it yeah, feels like. Ex- to me. I agree. So here's what ha- here's what happens to me is th- this is what going to WrestleMania means. This this is what the show means in a nutshell. When I'm in years past, okay, we all know what wrestling is. We all know what pro wrestling is, and and, and the uh, the pomp and circumstance. They literally have a insign. They have a, a, a banner that states WrestleMania Dallas, Texas, going to be the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Any other year, I would read that and go, "Okay, we'll see what happens." Right. This year, as soon as I see that, because I know I'm going. I look right at my wife and kids. I'm like, oh my God, did you guys see that? This is going to be the greatest thing ever. Did you guys see? Because wrestling never over-exaggerates. Like, this is going to be the biggest. And I've got, I have so many theories right now. And I'm going to put them out on air. Because if I'm wrong, I'll eat it. Just be, just like Survivor Series, I, I, we, I took a huge dump on Survivor Series on the last episode. And then was completely and utterly entertained from bell to bell. Period. So I'm going to put some predictions out there. Number one. I think Undertaker's going in the Hall of Fame, and I think he's going to get his last his last walk, his last entrance. Number two, I think Stone Cold is going to be the host. And number three, I think The Rock is going to come dethrone Roman Reigns as the true head of the table. Big like predictions, it. Cotton. I like it. Big predictions. And I do think there's going to be a Shawn Michaels appearance as well, because it's all in Texas. It would be cool if The Rock and John Cena became a tag team against the Usos for WrestleMania just to entertain the crowd, but that would be oh a huge God. prediction that, to see The Rock and, and Cena tag team one more time. I don't think you're going to see that, but I mean, I'm, I'm up for anything. But just think, just think if, if, if those three things actually come to true, which they're not far off, right? I mean, those, no. those predictions are not far off. Not at all. Let's say that comes out. We're gonna, we, we would see Taker, Stone Cold, rock in the same one that that right there that's that's two that's what 98 to 2001 right there yep it'll make that's going to raw so much worth it december 20th well that's what this whole setup is for me talking about wrestlemania and how it makes you feel is really a setup for how raw how you're fucking stupid i can't believe you bought the che- <laughs> and the, you know what's insane is the tickets were so cheap i've yeah, never seen wwe tickets so cheap 25 dollars to go to raw and i am i am lower Lower middle. Okay. We're not talking about where I was at at Dynamite, where it was uh, fifty dollars a ticket, and I was up at the top of the stands. No, We're talking twenty five dollars, yeah. and I'm at the lower part. That is the difference between AEW. Listen, if we, we can go ahead and talk about ratings all you want, but the ticket prices have convinced me what's the mm-hmm. more popular brand, and AEW is clearly the proper popular brand because I had to spend fifty dollars to sit nosebleeds at Dynamite. I spent twenty five dollars to sit in the lower seats at Raw. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. There's 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 a so, big difference. Are you camera hard side or or back of the camera? Just, just right down the middle, right down the middle. So if you're coming okay. up, so the ramps literally, I can see the ramp from the other side. So I can see the jumbo so, and all that shit. So why that has significance and the, re, the what question I'm setting you up for? There is a lot of rumor and innuendo going around that at the raw tapings, and I, I don't, I'm sure SmackDown too, but I, I hear this specifically about Raw. That at the raw tapings, if you're anywhere near that hard camera side, you're being told when to clap. You're being told when to stand. Definitely when to sit down. Um, your 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 clothing is being monitored. So if what I mean is if you show up with something that's bannering AEW, they will bring you a WWE shirt. These are all rumors that I've heard. I don't know how true they are, 
but they're all rumors that I've heard. Um, a couple people have called into busted open talking about this. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's bullshit or not. I, um, I have a tough time believing some of that, but the choreograph part of it, of sitting down, you know, standing up all that, I can kind of see that. So I guess you'll be the litmus test. It, if it, if it happens, I will never go to another WWE show again. Never well, again. that's what a lot of guys are saying is, is you just turn W you just turn wrestling into like an opera crowd instead of a wrestling crowd. Well, AEW, I felt very free. I felt very sure. In it, Wild, it felt yeah. very in its element. It felt like I was I was part of the show. Um, yeah. WWE will make me part of the show on their terms, and I don't like that. I don't want to be on your terms. Allow me to cheer for who I want to cheer for. Allow me to boo who I want to boo for. And and don't you, you know what it is? If that's true, it has a lot to do with the Thunderdome era because WWE could control mm-hmm. the boos and the cheers in the Thunderdome. Hundred percent. And, and I think yeah. they're trying to continue to do that trend with people in the stands. And if that's true. I will never go to another WWE event again. That's just flat out the truth. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, and it, it, it'll just leave a bad taste in my mouth because I really do enjoy talking WWE with you. I really do. Mm-hmm. We talked about this yesterday. Sure. We talked about the greatest WWE champions of all time. We talked about in 20 years, do we think Roman Reigns will be in the subject topic of being one of the greatest champions? And you said yes. And yeah. This, this is a follow-up to this, because I'm glad you brought it up. I don't think you realize you segue this, but if they are controlling the fans, they've WWE got rid of most of the talent that we thought could have dethroned Roman Reigns, like a Braun Strowman or a Bray Wyatt. These guys no longer are employed by WWE. They're gone. And so that means that they're also controlling who we want to see as champion. They're telling us we have to like Roman Reigns. That is a very corporate thing to do. And that's what leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That's why I cannot get behind mm-hmm. saying that in 20 years, Roman Reigns will be the champion. I think he's overstayed his welcome. I think he's been doing it too long. Uh, however, on the flip side, there's one thing I cannot deny, my friend. He is wrestling his best matches, and he is one of the best heels in the mm-hmm. business. You can't deny that. But it's a very long run, and it's one that I sometimes just get like, oh, fuck, again? Again with you? And then he'll put on this amazing match like he did at Survivor Series. And then I'm like, fuck, man, why do you have to put on a good match so I get behind you? Like, I want to boo you for being a heel and being our champion as long as you have. But then you put on this amazing match that it makes it difficult for me to say that you're not going to be in that subject topic. Because it's hard to say you won't be. Like most conversations we have, if I just let you talk long enough, you'll find yourself on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that you've done that. And. I absolutely think in 20 years you're going to do that because look at, there was a time when me and you had, and your brother Steve had like visceral hate for John Cena. Hated that guy. Like, but I don't go anymore. Away heat. We don't anymore, right? We, we, we totally lost our minds when he, uh, uh, when he came back and was it Summer, yeah, SummerSlam. So I guess I liken it to that is there was a time when we just, we hated seeing John Cena. And it was that same thing, like, oh, my God, he won again. I will never forget when when uh, when Edge dethroned him and took that damn spinner belt and showed back up on Monday Night Raw with the rated R spinner belt. I loved I, it. I loved it. I, I thought, I mean, I became an instant Edge pop? fan after that. Oh, I popped so hard in my <laughs> popping living room. So stupid. I fucking hate the, that. The young Leland popped it. so hard. Oh, my God. I was 14 just popping all over my living room. <laughs> you were there. You remember when I looked at you and popped? You yeah, you that? hit me right in the head too. Woo! <laughs> you right in the forehead. I'm like, oh man, did you see John Cena right there? I'm gonna pop for him. So you did like a spin, and it was like a helicopter. You just had fucking propellers all over the place, man. You were popping all I over. Just the propeller. Place. I propeller popped everywhere. That's how and it is. Had... I'm propeller. <laughs> there was gravy for days in your living room. It was popping all over. <laughs> <laughs> it's <so> stupid. <laughs> How dare you set me up for that? You know how much I hate that. I hate that term. It's so stupid. You can only say that for a crowd pop. That's it. The only time that makes sense in context is, oh, wow, the crowd really popped for that. Because that makes sense. Or when Edge comes out as the rated R belt, then you pop. pop, pop yeah, when he, pop. When he does, the, uh, when he does the, uh, the sex celebration in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I totally Oh, my popped. God. Can't do that That's anymore. Pretty, yeah. No, those days, those days are over. So anyway, anyway, Edge. I was not a huge Edge fan. Um, before that, but, uh, man, when he did that, it's because he slayed the dragons. Cause like, finally, finally we knocked him off, off the, off the post there. But now I look back on that and I miss John Cena. 
I miss having that kind of champion because it, it brought relevance irrelevance to it sure to fucking wrestling. did and it's something we didn't see is because we were young we were young 20 something yeah. guys watching wrestling caught up in it and we were so we were just so caught up it. we were huge randy orton fans even though he was the you know yeah. he was the viper and he was putting down all the legends <laughs> randy and he was, orton he was a, triple a despicable yeah, hill at the time but we were huge orton fans all of us were and we wanted yeah. so bad for Randy Orton to be the champion, and John just kept putting him down and putting him down and putting him down. It was Triple H, then it was Orton, it was Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. He just kept putting all these guys down, and we're like, who the fuck can take down Cena? And then then Edge does it, and we're like, yes! Kind of, yes. but yes! <laughs> yes, I'm so popped right now. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to have to take some pills I pop so hard. Yeah, it, I, that's what I liken it to. Roman Reigns... I, I, I really have enjoyed his run. I don't know when it's going to end. I really hope now, selfishly, it doesn't end until WrestleMania and maybe even past that. I don't know. It's but I really like think it. that there's I think there's something they've set up with letting him be the champion this long. I mean, it leads into the next topic. Sami Zayn is now the number one contender, which I love. I love this. I We have put over Sami Zayn on this show more times than I can account. We love Sami Zayn. The Turnbuckle Report is behind Sami. I love that he's the number one contender, and I actually think this chicken shit heel versus dominant heel is going to work because the guys are great workers, and they, I think they can really tell a great story in the, in the ring. But do I see Sami taking, th- taking the throne? If there's any contender that's went head-to-head with Roman Reigns that can take the title, maybe for a mere moment, I think it's Sami Zayn. The reason I say that is because he's that chicken shit heel. It's like MJF pulling the ring out, right? He always has to win with that ring. He has to win. He has to cheat to win somehow. I could see Sami doing that, and I think Roman will get the title back really quick afterwards. It's not going to be a long title run, but I could see out of all of them, it made sense to me that Roman beat Brock Lesnar because those two guys are both huge, and I could I could see Roman kicking his ass. Um... But Sami Zayn maybe cheating a little bit? I don't know. Could you see it? This is what we love about MJF, right? He's that cheating heel, wrestles three times a year, and when he does wrestle, it's always some chicken shit thing. He wins. We love it. He's better on the mic. It's good to see him once in a while in the ring. A lot of people hate that about him. Sami Zayn's no different. Wrestles once in a while, really good on the mic. When he does go in, he does the chicken shit stuff. That's what we love about Sami Zayn. He is he is an old school heel. He's the way heels meant He's so to be entertaining. And with him having that title for a while, people might get behind Roman Reigns a little bit to have him get it back because he Sami Zayn's going to be a little more despicable than Roman. People are going to get more behind Roman than Sami, and that's the, that's what you want out of your heel. Um, well, hang on, I'm going to stop you there because that's what I'm afraid of. I don't <clears> want Roman as a babyface. Nobody wants babyface Roman. Nobody. I just don't want Roman to stop what he's doing. You know, the one yeah. thing about Britt Baker's run has been that she has not gone back fully face. Even though she does face things, she keeps that heel tendency running, and I fucking love it. If Roman has to be a face in any type of match, this would be the one to do it, but don't change what you're doing. You just keep staying the course. Keep being this version of Roman Reigns. Don't go back to that bullshit wearing the vest Um slow moving bullshit Roman Reigns. You just keep staying the course with Sami Zayn. It will all work out, I promise you. Um because the contrast of the heels that they are is is so different. It's so different. And who knows? Maybe people will get more behind Sami Zayn. I could be completely wrong. But I feel like this would be if you ever want to get Roman over, this would be the way to do it. Well this is this is take uh take Brock Lesnar out of the situation. And uh this this title this um man i can't talk right now <clears throat> this match this feud that's the word i'm searching for has more intrigue i think uh, maybe it's because i like Sami Zayn so much and i know how entertaining he can be uh but i think this will be the the run for roman and i think that we're really going to get a chance to see Sami Zayn as as on the main stage and doing what he does best i mean he's so freaking entertaining i can't say it enough like MJF, he does, he he's more known for the mic than he is in the ring, but he's sound in the ring. I would say just like MJF, they're sound. Uh, they maybe tell more. good stories. They're believable. Maybe more. Say again. I think maybe more because yeah, maybe he's more. put on some. Well, he's clinics. got more experience. 
He's put mm-hmm. on some clinics in the ring with uh, his 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 buddy um, Kevin Owens. Kevin yeah. Owens, Kevin Steen. These guys have uh, these guys have put on some. I mean, these guys go a long way back. I mean, Sammy goes wherever Kevin goes. These guys are everywhere together. These guys wrestle each other fifty billion times. And every like year. we've said, we never get tired of watching those two wrestle. Ever. No, and and Sammy Zayn's a much better wrestler than MJF, hands down. MJF mm-hmm. is just so fucking good on the mic, though. It's so brutal. He builds so much heat. Um, but yeah, I think Sammy Zayn's he's got the edge as far as is MJF as far as uh, in ring. In my opinion. Well, more to, more to come with that. We've we've danced around it. We've 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 juggled it. MJF, CM Punk. That could have honestly been the best promo exchange I've seen in twenty years. You can't have it a promo was, that goes ten minutes and you start phenomenal. thinking it needs to be over, right? So we've had promos on wrestling where it goes ten minutes long and you're ready yeah. to be done. You're ready to fast forward. Yeah, it's 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 called every Monday Night Raw. Exactly. And AEW yep. isn't known for their long 25-minute promos. Mm-hmm. They're just not known for it. Nope. it, it sa- nope. SmackDown will, will put on a 45-minute promo every week. Yeah. Every week. And we're not talking about the same two dudes. We're talking about several different wrestlers coming out, putting on a promo before their the bell even rings for a match. So this mm-hmm. was very unusual for AEW, but it was so good, they could have gone another 20 minutes, and I would have been just fine. That bell never had to ring. Those two could have bantered in the ring the entire two hours of dynamite, and I would have said that was the best fucking show they've ever had. Period. That's my feelings well, on well, how good that promo. Let was. me put this in perspective for you. Um, we're sitting there w- watching AEW live, uh, Dynamite live, and, and you and I've talked about this many times. Like I've got to watch Dynamite live. I've got to do it. We're watching it together as a family, and um, you know, my wife she looks over at me and she says, "You know, this uh, is AEW starting." their night with talking with promos because that is the first time they've done that yeah they always start hot they always start with wrestling they do the exact opposite what was funny about that is it was so good that i didn't even realize until after it was over that the first 40 minutes of the show was cm punk 25 talking Holy shit, you just wrestling. put that into perspective. I didn't even think about that. Just You just a did that A two-hour show. A two-hour show, CM Punk was re- awarded 40 minutes of two hours. Didn't even realize it. You just literally yeah. hit me with a banger. I had no fucking idea until now. That's crazy. It's crazy that that is the case, and that, that's the reality of it. That shows you, if anybody ever wondered who, the, who could possibly be the most over-wrestler in wrestling today... It is hard to say it is not CM Punk. Because of that alone, a major program that is pulling 1.5 million viewers a week just gave 40 minutes of 90 minutes to him, to CM Punk. You didn't even know. Roman doesn't even get that. Roman doesn't get that. And he's been the champ for over a year. That's insane. MJF, CM Punk, man, that promo was a callback of nostalgia. Um, It was a... if I was Vince McMahon, I would I would be pissed listening to that. Because those guys, they just they took all that pipe bomb shit. They made a call back to Triple H. They both did. They both called out Triple H in that and in John their promos. Cena. And John Cena. They used all that behind the scenes um, scuttle that all all of us wrestling people that think we're wrestling people that we talk. It made me pop, let me tell you that. I popped everywhere listening to it. They gave and, Miz um, a compliment, but it was an undertone of pretty much calling Miz a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Which, the the best thing about Raw is that Miz is not there, by the way. And here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. If WWE doesn't start opening up their doors soon, people are going to lose their fucking mm-hmm. minds. People want an MJF versus Miz match badly. Badly. People will throw their fucking wallets at you for that match. That is the I most. I love those memes too. Take my money, take my it's, money. It's such an overly hyped, without being hyped, without being scripted, without it ever having any anything to do with anything. But it's a match people want so bad, so bad. They want to see the Miz and MJF go at it, bell to bell, mic to mic, pinfall to pinfall. They want a Miz versus MJF match so bad. I so wish AEW and WWE could just shake hands and for one night only. Two nights, mm-hmm. fucking WrestleMania, yeah. AEW versus WWE. Would people will 
you you know where we got our tickets? We're up in the nosebleeds at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We're we're not we're not hurting Section from this. Four twenty three. We don't give a fuck. I don't care where I sit because I'm going to be down ground level for most of the night. Just in awe. I will only be exactly. in my seat. I'm going I'm to be walking the corridor. Exactly. Right. I'll only be in my seat when necessary or when I'm told I had to be. But otherwise, if I don't have to be in my seat, that's not where I'm going to be. I'm going to be on ground level. And we're going to be interviewing. Mm-hmm. We're going to have mics. We're going to be talking. We're going to be out there. And could you imagine being in the nosebleeds and it's an open door AEW challenge to WWE? Those tickets, even where we're sitting, would be $10,000 easy. There is so much money to be mm-hmm. made in that. And these mm-hmm. two promotions are so fucking full of themselves right now. And I'm, I don't know, maybe Tony Khan's not, but Vince is definitely. That that will never happen. We will never see a Miz versus MJF match unless Miz comes to AEW and he won't even be the Miz anymore. He'll be some off other character. The only thing we'll get is that his face is in the ring with MJF. And, and that will kill all the heat from that match because what we want to see is WWE Miz versus AEW MJF. That's what we want. But in the meantime, well, we get CM Punk. And that is just as good. What you're predicting is is a is a bigger dream than my early predictions. It's a sidebar. It's never going to happen because Tony Khan has is willing to work with every company to include WWE. He's made that very clear. Um, not only in his actions by working with literally every other company, uh, but saying it constantly that he would. Do you love, think Tony Khan's actions that, that wall to be dropped? And I don't mean to cut you, because uh, I do it a lot. But No, you're fine. Go ahead. Do, Go ahead. do you think Tony Khan's actions is showing WWE? I can play nice with other promotions. I'm showing you. I can open the door. Mm-hmm. I will do it for you, too. L- look at what I've done. Can you guys please come mm-hmm. over and, and, and let your talent over in, in, into my ring once in a while? And I'll do the same for you. Let me give you the big difference here. Tony Khan is a new startup company with AEW that is invested in the storytelling because he is an uber fan. Don't forget that Tony Khan was the kid that for his 18th birthday asked to go to an ECW event from his billionaire dad. Not a Maserati. It was wrestling. He's a huge Uber wrestling fan. Vince McMahon hasn't been that big of a wrestling fan since probably the late late 70s, early 80s. Now, Vince McMahon is a billionaire that continues to have billions of dollars sent to him for his product. No matter what we think on this podcast or any other wrestling podcast, no matter what how much we hate the creative, it doesn't fucking matter. Because Vince McMahon is being rewarded for his behavior. Whether we think it's bad behavior or good behavior, he's being rewarded very handsomely for it. What I'm saying is, there is not a snowball's chance in hell that he would drop the fourth wall and say, let's join together. Because he doesn't have to. People are still forking out the money. You have no clue why you're going to Raw, but you gladly spent your money to go. That's that's what it is. You're never going to see that. That's that's a complete dream. What's not a dream is that we saw... I go to Bleacher Report a lot for a lot of these reviews to kind of see what they're saying. And I like them a little better than Meltzer and those guys because I, I just like it better. A-plus was given to the, the CM Punk MJF promo. The very next thing we saw after the commercial break was CM Punk versus QT Marshall. This was actually a good match. It was it was very technically sound. This was only given a C plus, and I'm going to tell you why it was. I'm going to tell you why it was. This this is my opinion, of course, and, and I have a platform to give my opinion, so that's what I'm doing. This match was really technically sound. After a promo like that, all you want to do is see CM Punk punch MJF in the fucking face. And then the next segment, you gave me CM Punk, but he's not punching MJF. He's now punching a heel QT Marshall. It was a letdown. I think putting those two things back to back hurt that rating. It hurt the card because I'll tell you when I was watching it live, I enjoyed the match. It was a good, it was a good technically sound match, like I said, but I was confused by that was so hot with MJF. Why am I not, why am I instantly seeing him fighting QT Marshall? I haven't, I haven't heard any scuttlebutt between him and QT. It was just weird to me. It, it was a weird like just one transition. week. The week before, yeah, that's it. Yeah, QT had called him out or whatever. Yeah, that was it. it. Had no sense behind it. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I think that this this rating of C plus makes sense to me. That makes sense because it was a letdown. Had nothing to do with what the guys could do in the ring. It just had to do with where it was positioned on the card. I would say it was a B plus match. Maybe a C yeah. a C plus on on how uh, emotional I was into the match. Uh, I wasn't that invested anymore because you just killed all the momentum by putting QT Marshall in the in the in the ring. 
And honestly, with QT Marshall, when he first appeared on Dynamite a couple years ago and he was he was tag teaming with Cody, I don't know who the hell this guy was. And I didn't think he was that great. But as the as the last couple of years have gone by, I've noticed that QT Marshall is a is a very sound wrestler. Uh, he, he's mm-hmm. a he's a good worker. Okay, he's a very good worker. Um, when he got into the ring with CM Punk, they put on a fantastic match. I would give the match a, a B plus. But you're right, I was let down. Uh, parts of me felt like maybe that promo should have been at the end, but it almost felt like I don't know that they thought they had that lightning in a bottle going on. I don't think that Tony Khan expected those kind of results. I think he expected good things. But I think when he was booking this episode of Dynamite, I don't think he thought at the time it was going to be as big as it turned out to be. And so far, so far, every promo promo that CM Punk has been in has been fucking fire. Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston, yeah. MJF. Before that, he was doing promos with uh, 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 Darby Allen. Everything that they have thrown at CM Punk has turned into gold. This has been the best investment that Tony Khan has ever made for that company. And at the time, a lot of people were like, oh, this is a WWE mm-hmm. 2.0. Okay. But Tony Khan's making the best of it, and he is turning he's turning this shit into pure gold. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I personally think, I don't, I don't think he realized what he had when he allowed MJF's music to pop off at the beginning of that show. I don't think he knew how big that was going to be. That will be discussed. That will be talked about for years and years to come. That promo will go down as probably one of the top three promos of all time next to the pipe bomb. Of all time. Oh, I 100% agree. And I and I hate to be a fanboy. I, I know. Le- when the people's host and I no. get on the mic, we don't have Josh to break up this dynamic. And we apologize. We are two fanboys <laughs> that will suck each other's dicks all day on, on AEW. But the oh, truth God. of the matter is... That's what we like. Uh, Leland and I grew up in the same era of wrestling. We're, we're WCW guys, and AEW gets us going because it's so much like early WCW that we love it. Well, and the big difference, when you were talking there, I was thinking is WCW, when they were bringing a lot of these WWE guys over, WWF at the time, when they were bringing them over, a lot of those guys were past their prime. These guys they're bringing over now in AEW, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, these guys are right in their prime. And you can see it because they're they're trying to break past that. They're trying to wrestle every week. Brian Danielson is now using it in his promos that, hey, I'm wrestling every week um, where everybody else isn't, right? Right. I think that getting back to the original topic here, I think that if you would have put this Brian Danielson-Colt Cabana match right after that promo and just switched the two and then had CM Punk QT Marshall towards the end of the card, I think you would have got a better result on both. Because once again... Bleacher Report, it gave the Brian Danielson match an A, the Cole, you know, Cole Cabana, Brian Danielson. It gave it an A, but to me, I don't think that's high enough. I think that was an A-plus match. I think those guys put it out there, and it was good. To, it was nice to actually see Cole Cabana in the ring again. I suppose you could have had MJF come out at the, at the top of the show without his music. Dynamite kicks off. You got the camera panning around to the crowd. MJF standing. I think in the, the ring. promo was where it needed to be, though. I think the promo was where it needed to be. It was just that secondary match with Coop. And, and he calls out CM Punk. Punk. He calls him out immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You didn't shake my fucking hand. Get your ass out here oh, right I see now." What you're saying. Yeah. Punk comes out mm-hmm. of the Punk's music hits, and he tells the crowd, "You know, shush, cut my music. I got a match I'm getting ready for in about 45 minutes. You better make this quick or good. It's not quick or good. It's it's fucking fire." And it's amazing. And these guys just banter. And then CM Punk slowly works his way to the ring. And then he's in his face. And then that tension's building. And they keep going and going and going. Instead, it was right after the match. And I could see where that hurt QT Marshall. Because I think in some way, this might have buried him. Now that you mention it, 40 minutes of CM Punk might have buried QT Marshall. Well, I wasn't a huge QT fan to begin with. But that's a tough spot to be in. That's a really tough spot to be in across the ring from CM try Punk. Being, try being like QT that. Marshall. What is your thoughts coming down to the ramp after you just watched this promo and now you got to somehow come out here, put fucking Punk over even more? Like, what are mm-hmm. you thinking? You're thinking, holy hell, there's no way I can top this. Like, It's because deflating. Like, As a wrestler, for, it's deflating. If it wasn't for AEW, he would barely be making it on NXT. Period. If that. He's probably on it's the just, fucking I mean, practice squad for NXT. It. He, he, he's he's but, the dark match guy for NXT. More than what his thoughts were, what the hell is going through Cody Rhodes' brain right now? Oh, my God. The belt was thrown back. 
I didn't know that you were going to bring this up I tonight. I didn't think you were. Chicago. Oh, fuck, I was hoping you wouldn't. I love <clears throat> I knew I was going to. And of course, it. I'm placing this perfectly on the show right now. Because, no, it's good uh, that you're in this way because that. we've been sucking each other yeah. off this entire episode. I think it's time that we fucking get into it a little I bit. I fucking love that Cody Rhodes is getting this I hate it. white bread baby face shit thrown back in his face. I hate it. I love it. I know what they're doing. You don't... I know this is a I slow build for a heel turn, but I fucking hate it. He swears he's not doing it. I, I think it's all. It I face. think it's the work. I think he is going heel. He, I think it's just very slow. When he did his normal hit in the ring and started banter, bantering to the crowd, and nobody was having it, everybody's booing, and he throws his belt out there, and that some bitch gets thrown back at him. <sighs> You could see all over his face. He had no clue what to do. And in fact, uh, which who was it? Was it Andrade? Mm-hmm. Andrade grabbed the belt and threw it threw under the, the ring. ring. And I think he was doing that as, this is not part of this. Throw it under the ring. Let's get this out of the way so we can get back to the match. Because I'll tell you right now, after that happened in the match, it did not matter who was in the ring. And you know I love FTR. You know I love the Lucha Brothers. It did not matter to me who who was in the ring and what they were doing. My eyes were fixated on Cody Rhodes and how he was reacting because he was reacting like a baby back bitch. It, it was amazing. It certainly threw because him off. he is a baby back bitch. When he threw oh that God, when he threw that belt out, you can tell he had no expectations of that belt coming back. And when it hit Aubrey yeah, no. Edwards in her hand, and he looked down yeah. and he saw that shit was thrown back, <laughs> you should have seen his fucking eyeballs. He oh, was yeah. like no effing way did you guys just throw back my belt and the, and you know what i told you on text i said i don't give a shit if that entire chicago crowd was screaming at me yeah. ready to fuck me up out in the out in the driveway or out in the parking lot i am not throwing that the belt driveway. back there's no way i'm throwing that belt back i will go out to the driveway <laughs> i will take my beating from chicago but i'm keeping that belt I love Cody Rhodes. I love his dad. I love the Rhodes family. I love what they've done for wrestling. How can you boo Cody after everything he's giving us right now? Why are we calling this guy a baby back bitch? It is a slow build work heel turn. And everybody can't see it. Everybody thinks this guy is turning into a bitch, a sellout. He's the new Triple H. And I'm like, why? Why? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? He doesn't bury wrestlers. He puts guys over. He puts... Darby Allen's on the next level. That's all Cody. That's all Cody. Kingston. Why is Eddie Kingston in AEW? Cody fucking Rhodes. Why are we sure. doing this to this man? Why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? If you give me a, if you give me a moment, I'd like to. I'll, I'm I'd trying like to cut to. you off because I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm scared because like, yeah. when you say shit and I hear it, I'm like, oh god, I agree. I'm scared right now. <laughs> so here's the I'm thing, scared. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> don't scare me right now, Lee. Oh my god, I'm so scared right now. <laughs> I don't know initially why the crowd started doing this whole booing him thing. I was confused by it. And then two weeks later, I'm I'm watching the finale of his stupid show. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing him crying about it. Like, literally, distraught, leaving one boot in the ring. And that was none of that was a work. He left one boot in the ring. Tony Khan in that show came to him and was like, why did you just do that? Because I think I'm done. Did you hear how they turned on me out there? I think I'm done. That's a baby back bitch move. That's you getting, that's you forgetting that you're in an entertainment business. Nobody gives a shit that he's an EVP. I don't fucking care. You know who else is an EVP? The Young Bucks. You know who else is an EVP? Kenny Omega. And guess what they did? They listened to the crowd and they became heels. They didn't bitch about it. Cody Rhodes can be a heel all day long. I'm, I'm still going to boo his fucking ass. And when he turns into a heel, I'm going to cheer his ass. I'm going to give him everything he doesn't want. And I hope and pray to God I'm in an arena someday and the belt gets thrown to me so I can throw it back. Because he's a little bitch. I'm going to keep it. He should have never done He should have never done a reality TV show. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, if Ric Flair would have done a reality TV show at the height of being Ric Flair, we would be saying the same thing. Because Ric Flair is the complete opposite of what we saw on TV. He's extremely emotional. He he whines about creative. He did back in the day. The only reason he got what he wanted more because he was always holding the title. He wasn't an EVP. Cody Rhodes is an EVP and he looks like a whiny bitch. 
he has anytime you have a wrestler that is at that status and decides to always have their own locker room you're gonna get heat and now you decided Cody to pull the fourth wall back so far in the curtain that you decide to show all your fans just how much of a fucking prima donna you've become and you wonder why we're booing you because your white suit is a little bitch suit that's why yeah there you go I don't expect you to agree with me I, I think bitch like 14 times Alright, so we got like five minutes. So let's let's make the most of this five minutes. <laughs> let's make the- <laughs> so I feel like that show pulled back the curtain way too much. I can agree to that. That that I show agree. should have I never agree. aired. Never. Never, 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 never. I think the show probably hurt Cody more than it than it helped. But at the same time, at the same time, I think it's good that Cody gets on air and promotes AEW more, gets more viewers on the TV. I think that's great because that's I felt like there was something that was missing with AEW, and I think this is something they needed was to show the production value, what goes into the show, how people are getting things done. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was great. I loved some of the scenes where you can see Thunder Rosa's joking around with Dustin in the background. It was cool. I liked it. But at the same time, the curtain was pulled too far back for Cody because Cody's the center of attention, and I think that really hurt him. I think that's what hurt him for you is because before when we were having this discussion, before that reality TV show was on air, you were in the same boat as me. Why are we booing Cody? That was that was a question mm-hmm. you presented on our show weeks ago. Fans, why are you booing? And then you watched the show and you said, oh, this is why you're booing. Now I get it. I mm-hmm. still, after even having watched the show, still feel like that's a work. Or am I, maybe I'm just in pure disbelief. I just want to believe that Cody is just putting on, the, uh, putting on a show here. But it has been said, I will say this, it has been said that the Bucks... And Kenny Omega, not it hasn't come from their mouths. It's come from people that know them. Have been distancing themselves from Cody, purposefully, purposefully. They're distancing them because he won't go heel. He won't listen to the crowd. He wants to beat to his own drum. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. If that's what Cody wants to do, that's what he wants to do. This is the job that he signed up for. He can do that. Then I think about everything that Cody has done, and I'm thinking, okay, he has brought so much good to this wrestling industry. That maybe he has the right to do these things. Maybe he has the right to say he never wants to go heel. He wants to be a face. But then I think about your perspective. I'm like, who was the last guy to say he never wanted to go heel? He was going to stay face. What happened to him? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that. He got booed week after fucking week Mm -hmm. after week. Would not heel turn. Refused. Continued to be the champion. Continued to be the face of the company. Mm -hmm. Made billions of fucking Mm -hmm. dollars doing it. That was Mr. Mm-hmm. John Cena himself. Refused yep. to go heel. So he yep. became very polarizing. We are seeing history repeat itself with Cody Rhodes. The difference this time versus how I was back then is Chad, when in his 20s, the guy in his 20s would have straight up booed Cody. I'm a much older man yes. now, so I'm seeing this from a different perspective. So I'm looking at this as what has Cody done in the last 20 years, 18 years or however long he's been, 15 years, 17 years. He's done a lot of good. A lot of good. And I feel like he's earned to be the way he's acting. I feel like he does. And I and I feel like because he's earned that, I'm going to continue to cheer. If that belt gets thrown to me, I'm going to keep it. I know people are going to try to... I know you're going to try to rip it out of my arms and throw it back. Yeah. I'm going to run like hell with you, to the exit. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to take that belt and I'm going to throw it back. I'm running to the exit with that belt and I'm going to keep it. I'm going to hang it up on my wall. So you're going to you're gonna pop to I'm it? I'm going to pop to that belt. And I'm going to keep it right here in my office. Hung right above my, uh, my monitors here. And I'm going to be like, I love you, Mr. Rhodes. I'm gonna pat it like that, my Mr. Rhodes. Mr. Let me just Mr. say, Mr. Reynolds, so I love you, you. I'm so glad you brought your whole promo together with John Cena because John Cena is the exact reason. He's the exact opposite of what Cody Rhodes is doing. Uh, there is a um, a clip out there you can hear, and I, I don't know the episode or whatever, but if you're if you're a fan of the Arn Anderson podcast, you can hear it. It's one of her his earlier episodes. He talks about uh, John Cena. And some of the advice he gave John Cena while being his coach in WWE, John Cena during that time when you and I were, you know, young and dumb, 20 year olds, booing John Cena every chance we got, John didn't understand, I'm the babyface. I'm doing everything babyface, just everything you're supposed to in that world, and I'm still being booed. Why is that? And it it confused him just like it's confusing Cody Rhodes. The... the the advice that Arn Anderson gave John Cena was whether they're booing you or they're cheering you, 
they're still talking to you. You're still relevant. When your music hits and everybody's still quiet, that's when you get worried. I have to think that the common denominator being Arn Anderson, Arn has told Cody this. If Cody's listening, he's had to have told him that. They're still making noise for you. It's just not the noise you want to hear, which means you're still relevant. You're still making money. I say, Cody, don't give in. Let people hate you. Let them do it. And then go away for a while, just like John Cena. John made a lot of money doing that, though. John made billions of dollars. If you want to be the EVP and you want to recruit and you want to go out there and and pull new talent to AEW and you want to be the the behind-the-scenes EVP, then do that. I got no problem with that. But come back in a little bit. Give it a year. Take a year off. Come back. People aren't going to boo you anymore. But that's what the people want to do right now. They want to boo you. Let them do it. Don't give in. Don't turn into a heel because if you turn into a heel, I already said it, I'm going to start cheering you. I'm going to give you the complete opposite because you're just giving in now and you're pandering. John Cena is who you model after. And it's no mistake that Arn Anderson is the equivalent. He is the... He is the common denominator in both of these scenarios. By God, listen to Arn Anderson and follow that advice. Or this, the Turnbuckle Report. The last, you know, 45 minutes of it. Polarizing, right? Whether you're getting he- yeah. whether you're getting booed or you're getting cheered, Cody's going to do him, right? Mm-hmm. It's a huge setup for the tag-off, so I'm just going to say, whether you heal, whether you're babyface, you do you. Cody Rhodes. Dogcast Production.